Good morning, Father Lawrence Ndlovu. Good morning, Father Emerald. Mm, how are you this morning? Well, all right, thank you. How are you? Very, very well. I'm always fine at the beginning of the day. It's as the day wears on, I begin to fade like a, a beautiful red rose. <laughs> <laughs> Father Lawrence, thank you for joining us today. Now, I'm delighted to hear that you've been appointed as the parish priest of Rudaport. And we thought, let's talk a little bit about that. How do you feel about that? And what are your dreams and aspirations? And what do you hope to do in that wonderful parish? Well, um, well, I am very uh, excited to uh, be uh, appointed here in God Report. Dreams, well, I think the most important thing, uh, which is a primary job, I suppose, of any, any priest, is to work the care, particularly the care of the souls. And for me, I think working with the parishioners, um, somehow to elevate our spiritual lives together and to grow primarily in our spiritual uh, uh, lives. And that, that needs work. There's a lot of work, amazing priests. This parish has an amazing legacy. Um, Father Tino Brega, Father Philip Miller, and all of those who have worked very hard. Now, of course, our, our job is not to go against anything, but to work with the amazing people that I've already seen, who have come to see me, who have been coming to Masses, and so on, and see what we can do, as I say, to elevate from where we are and to work a bit more uh, 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 to entrench our Catholic faith. And for me, the, the question of identity, the question of a greater ownership of the parish church, if the people have a greater sense of ownership and not necessarily have the, the, the view that a father wants this, father must do this, father must do but also see the need themselves to do these things. I think that's, that, for me, is the most important thing. Tell me, Lawrence, uh, is it a big parish? I would say so, although because I sort of arrived uh, at the um, beginning of the year and people were on holiday, I haven't really seen, as of, uh, about, apart from this Sunday, this past Sunday was the first time that I think I saw numbers of people. And, but then again, it is the beginning of the year, so people tend to sort of have, I want to go to church resolutions. But... Um, it is a, a, a biggish parish. Uh, we did uh, our numbers because people have been moving a lot and so on. Uh, are a bit down from where they were. I think originally about uh, eight hundred or so. So I would say maybe around five hundred or so. Okay, uh, families or people. That's a, well. I think for me, I would say people because people. I haven't received any proper okay. numbers in terms of of of, of, of families. The parish has a big uh, Portuguese heritage. I was going to ask. Um, mm. And uh, the 7 o'clock Mass, for instance, was always in Portuguese. But now, over the years, um, le- less and less people are actually Portuguese, even though they are of Portuguese descent. Mm-hmm. So that Mass is now said uh, in English, but the Portuguese identity, the Portuguese novenas and festivities and all of that are still... Uh, preserved a lot in the parish. Mm. Do you have a? Do you know if you have a festa every year, Portuguese festa? I know that we used to have one. Uh, at least it, it hasn't happened in the last two years or so. But there was always one, mm. which we're hoping as well this year to resuscitate again mm. and have a, 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 a Portuguese festa. I think it's important 
in terms of the heritage of the parish, mm. that we do not sort of walk away from mm. those very important things. Mm. I mean, it is the, those are the communities that really built this place, mm. that really uh, made it what it is. So mm. I definitely am committed to me to preserving and keeping as much as I can mm. that important heritage. Although, of course, the parish is changing quite a lot. More and more we have people from all over the continent of Africa we have uh, a big, a growing Sutu Zulu community, which I will mm. po- talk about maybe slightly later. Right, okay. Tell me, uh, uh, Father Lawrence, how did you sort of come into the parish? Was there, Did you just walk onto the sanctuary one day? Or did you have a big reception? There was the parish council chairperson there to receive you. What was that like? Well, I think there I have to thank Father Philip, uh, because on his last Sunday, he, which is, um, I think, must have been the 31st or something, if I'm not mistaken, he said to me, um, would you come in? Would you come in at least for the 9 o'clock Mass so that I can uh, introduce you? Okay. And I thought that was a very wonderful gesture. I didn't sort of, people didn't sort of arrive one week and there was this <laughs> person standing there. So Father Philip, I, I celebrated Mass with him. It was his final Mass. Uh, and to be there and uh, to be able to also have the opportunity to, for me to thank him as his own community has been thanking him and celebrating the work that he's done here for about 10 years. Nothing as far as a handover of sorts, uh, a public sort of thing um, occurred. But besides that, I've, I've sort of gotten on with it, really. Mm, okay, so, so he's now out of the parish altogether. He's out of the parish, uh, retired uh, in Craigville Park, where mm-hmm. our diocesan clergy are sort of staying mm-hmm. uh, when, when they've retired. He he did an amazing job. I mean, he had to, of course, retire at 75, but he stayed on for another five years, which was a great generosity on his part. Wow. Um, so uh, we're very grateful to what he's done for us. Absolutely wonderful. Well, Father Lawrence, we at Veritas wish you well. Hope you're going to have a long tenure at uh, at the Rodeport Parish and that you're going to be happy there and that the people, I think they're very blessed to have somebody like you who's got his finger on the on the hot keys of life and the church and so on. So congratulations on this appointment and we wish you a very, very happy time as the parish priest of Rodeport. Thank you. I think for me, also for the Emil, I was saying to somebody just yesterday, you know, you learn a lot in the seminary about theology, about philosophy and sort of thing. But um, the actual nuts and bolts, the rhymings of the thing, uh, 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 you you really just learn as you arrive at the job. So for me, uh, the great fortune of having uh, the people to grow with, I'm a young priest, so I'm really growing with them, or, uh, and they, they, they've been here for much longer than I am. So I, I'm very fortunate, and thank you so much for your well wishes. Very, very good. Right, Father Lawrence, well, let's leave it. Let's leave you there and hope you have a wonderful, wonderful time as parish priest of Rudaput. Maybe one day we'll come and talk there about Radio Veritas, or you can talk of about course, Of course, of course. Now, you know Radio Veritas. Yes. No, of course, you can talk to, talk to them and say, come on, we want you to support Radio Veritas. Anyway, enough about that. Let's turn our attention to something else. H&M, this is, uh, this is in the news nowadays, and I'm sure that you have something to say about this issue. And uh, we thought, why not? Maybe this is a lesson in insensitivity on all sides. Tell us about it. Yes, I, I actually intend to write about this. But I wanted to begin at, 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 at saying perhaps there's been um, 
in terms of everybody knows what being racist is, everybody knows that kind of a very direct and upfront thing. But the the type of images and the type of language that has held up institutions of racism, an institution like racism, is not in itself overtly racist. I mean, there's nothing wrong with monkeys, for instance. Right. But of course, the 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 the, the how Africans have always been viewed by some by many racist persons as, as monkeys and all of that as being subhuman. You see. Right. And for me. The, the, the real problem, the first instance of insensitivity, is, under, uh, is, 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 is that association, the monkey and the little boy. Right. And for me, the most important thing to, to, to understand is that primarily, if you're going to have a non-racial or any uh, 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 intentional understanding of dealing with racism, you have to understand what has held it up all these years. And what has held it up all these years is views like those monkeys and subhuman and all of this kind of type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so the sensitivity definitely wasn't there on the part of H&M. And I'm just surprised in terms of how many, it takes so many people, mm-hmm. it takes so many people to put an advert together, mm-hmm. you know, that none of them, not even one of them, could pick up that maybe this might cause a problem. Mm-hmm. Why are you saying this? If you think about the Holocaust or all these other things, you know what are the hot buttons. Yeah. You know what are the hot um, things that you could never say right. uh, against the Jewish community, against whatever. Yeah. So I think when it comes to this particular race issue, H&M didn't think, to, do I think that they did this intentionally? No. I just think they were very clumsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's unfortunate. And I think many of us who are working with persons, and this is not just a question of uh, uh, something against the Africans, it is something that we ourselves as well, be it African, tend to do, tend to say, using derogatory remarks, because we think because we're black as well, we have some kind of license to say whatever we want about ourselves. But if we're really serious about non-racialism, then we would have a problem across the board, regardless of who says it. Mm. Now, did the EFS respond well? No. Mm. I think they, 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 they were excessive. And I listened, I read one commentary yesterday, which I thought was true, that there is an anxiety, I think, among the, the EFS. Now that Mr. Zuma is on his way out, hopefully, now that that's a different um, line, they spoke about uh, possessing the land without compensation. Now that the ANC has passed it into their own sort of agenda, uh, the EFS is finding itself without a cause. Mm. And they've picked this thing up, which they know is a hot button in terms of race, and are running with it, and doing all this, I think, unnecessary, excessive. Mm. Now, there's two ways for the ML. This excessive approach will cause many people in advertising, in business, and all of that, to think and think very hard when they're doing campaigns, because they don't want to be stormed. You don't want the Bastille to be stormed. But at the same time, it's not fair. Mm. It's not fair on those who work. It's not, it's not fair that uh, H&M South Africa should be trashed in this way. You do not want a culture of vandalizing property. You do not want a culture of vandalizing private property. That's the kind of thing that you can take upon yourselves to do. Mm. Yeah. Now, indeed, indeed, it's, uh, I, I think what you say is so, so, so true. And, and I, I just find it incredible that that there was nobody along the line that foresaw that this is going to cause such a problem.
I think it's just... Uh, 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 it, it's a kind of thing where you think, surely not. This is so cute, sort of thing. The mm. young boy looks amazing, and that mm. sort of thing. Uh, and I also think if all of them, there were, I mean, there were other children of different races wearing these sweaters with different messages on. Mm. Now, if all of them had one sweater, mm. for instance, that said, uh, whatever, greatest monkey in the jungle, right. and they did not reserve that to the black child, Mm. Then, of course, I think everybody would have said, hmm, clumsy, but we'll take it. Yeah. But, of course, the other ones were saying all the nice things about uh, the little boy, whatever, greatest, whatever, uh, but not monkey, not jungle, right. anything like that. So they were very clumsy. They yeah. were very clumsy. Mm-hmm. And these are the kinds of things that should go into the education of advertising, uh, advertising schools, advertising companies. Mm. And this is where race relations corporate affairs and all of that should be, um, what's the right word? You should be deliberate Mm. in your awareness of tensions of the world, be it religious, be it racial, be it any way. And I think that's where we're lacking. That's definitely where we're lacking in this country. After Mm. 1994, we all thought, okay, that's all all gone. And nobody wanted to do the race relations work. Well, there it is, a big example, a a good example to us in South Africa of of becoming a little bit more sensitive to people uh, across the board, I think. Yes, and and it's becoming a hot button. There is a sensitivity going on right now. And I have a feeling, uh, even taking into what uh, Donald Trump has been talking about, you know, referring to African countries and Haiti, and Haitians as shitholes. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, I mean, of course, I'm not going to talk about that crazy man. Right. But I do think that there is an impatience among Africans, even though we respond primarily to this degrading uh, race, uh, racial incidents with great excessiveness, as I think in a way sometimes we should be very strong in our criticism. Yeah. But underlining that, underlining our race problems, is a question is a class struggle mm. that many of the people who are still poor in this country are black people mm. that we cannot we have failed to raise our own people to the level at least that is comfortable enough uh, for for all people that mm. most of our people access that which is best about our country mm. the issues of land of resources and all of that mm. and until we are able to raise our people from the gutters really the the poverty gutters we're always going to have issues cut down according to race. Mm. But of course it's white people that are rich. But of course it's white people that have access to better education mm. and better health care mm. and so on. Until we deal with that, we're going to be living like this for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not just that the white people are all the rich ones. There are lots of black people who are also rich now, too. Yes, but it's very small middle class, yes. uh, middle to upper class That's group right. of people who have sort of Mm. which is another mm. um, problem caused really by the, the, the post-1994 dispensation. Mm. But they've taken up, A, themselves and the very few around them. Mm-hmm. But the majority of our people walking the streets are very poor. That's right, exactly, exactly, yes. All right, Father, uh, Father Lawrence, anything more you want to say about this now? We've no, no, no. I think our, our commitment to race relations, even as the church, uh, we should revisit this. Mm-hmm. I think we, we left non-racial, the, the non-racial relations and non-racialism um, projects and 
perspectives, we abandoned them a bit too early. Mm-hmm. We might have to go back and really start doing the groundwork again. Right, yes. Well, let's pray. Let's pray for that. I mean, we can all do it. We can get involved in it in the practical sort of way, but let's also commend this to, to people in their prayers. Definitely. Absolutely. All right, Father Lawrence, thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Father Emma. Thank you for sharing with us. There we go. That's Father Lawrence Nglovu commenting on his new role as a parish priest in Rudaput and also on the H&M issue that is gripping the country at the moment. Radio Veritas Your Catholic Connection